2: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
3: The numbers told the story, they always do. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on
4: VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, Tune as a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. And, of course, the DraftKings Network's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Barcanada, the barrage, here at the D, glorious downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. How you doing, sir? you good?
5: I'm doing great. How are you? see feverishly
4: typing away on your Yeah,
5: computer. you know me. I'm being very quiet, like a mouse over here typing. Kelly Bidlin. this mice type or something?
4: Just types on a keyboard harder than any human being I've ever encountered in my life.
5: I punch those keys with purpose, Gil.
4: You do. You do just that. Uh, on the show today... Will Hill will join us. We'll do a whole college basketball team-by-team roll call like we did with Matty Cox from Three Man Weave. We'll get Will's thoughts. Will, who called FAU in the Final Four famously on the Megapod last year. We'll talk to him about that. And Jason Weingard from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Uh, I want to start the show, usually when I come back from vacation after, uh, after the Super Bowl. I do a vacation that come back and we kind of have a couple staples, one of which was, re, you know, updating the college basketball formula, which we did yesterday. Uh, in case you missed it, we isolated four teams that qualify another four that were just on the outside looking in. Uh, and then I sort of segue into the sort of annual baseball segment, which is to get into my favorite season win total, my favorite preflop season win total of the upcoming major league baseball season. Now, this is the kind of thing that, um, I used to do for years and years, I would do multiples of these uh, in a manifesto. We've just kind of made it a tradition on a numbers game to do it. Uh, I'll do one and then we'll bring on some experts to do all theirs. Last year, mine was the over on the Texas Rangers. Rangers were, I think at around 81 and a half. I said way over on the Rangers for reasons which I will uh, go through. same sort of routine we go through here momentarily. They not only soar to the over on their season until they end up winning it all. They end up winning the World Series. Um, I was buoyed here because Roxy, the great Roxy Roxborough, founder of Las Vegas Sports Consultants and the best dressed man in the sports book that you will find him in, uh, he had, during football season had sent me a kind note about it and uh, talking about our, our podcast that we did about it last year. We also do a beating the book of a baseball preview show where we talk season win totals. Uh, and then a couple weeks ago, while I was on vacation, he also sent me a note about a certain team. So it's sort of not to name drop, just to say this sort of reminded me. Let's do this. And so we do it. Also, Chris St. Bartz on Twitter was wondering when we're going to do it. So, this is mechanical. When you listen to mainstream media talk about baseball season win totals, as you will, what it will essentially be is a discussion about, oh, they got these players, they lost these players. Um, That's obviously very important, but it's not primary. And to me, it's not secondary. Kelly, it's tertiary. I didn't think I'd use that word today, Mm. but there you go. Tertiary. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. I think I can go home now. Um, what it is is mechanical first. Team has a record from the previous year. Most analysis starts there, but that's not how good baseball season win totals betters do things. And by the way, season win totals in baseball pre-flop still remains one of the best betting vehicles there is to me because you have 162 data points. You can overcome. Uh, negative variance if your handicap is good more easily than you can say in the NFL where there's only 17 games. And for God's sakes in college football, where there's even fewer. So first thing we look at is Bill James Pythagorean theorem. Now, it's not the Pythagorean theorem that you learned in geometry class when you were in high school. God help you. I hope you learned it. Um, it's not that one. It's just a fancy name giving to Bill James, the great sabermetrician about his tried and true formula. There won't be any math. I'll spare you from it. Runs scored by a team for the entire year, runs prevented. Runs scored, runs prevented. With that, his formula, tried and true, can come up with an expected win percentage. That might have been what your final record is, but here, based on runs produced and runs prevented, is what your record ought to have been. Win percentage converted into a record. Now, Every year, that's the first level we go through. So, who were the biggest overperformers and underperformers from the previous year, based on Bill James Pythagorean Theorem? The biggest overperformers: the Miami, Ar- the Miami Marlins, who won 84 games, but really were a 74 win, according to Bill James Pythagorean Theorem, a 74 win team disguised as an 84 win team. Um, also, big overperformers by six games each: Baltimore, Detroit, and Pittsburgh each overperforming what the record ought to have been by six games. The biggest underperformers, according to just runs produced and runs prevented, Bill James with Theorem, expected win percentage, in other words. Uh, The biggest underperformers were the Texas Rangers, once again. Even though they won it all and still soared over their season win total, they were the biggest underperformer. They should have won eight more games than they did. They were a 90-win team, but should have won 98 per runs produced and runs prevented. Cubs also over, uh, excuse me, underperformed by eight games. Minnesota by seven, Kansas City by six. Okay, that's one level. So, but these are, these are how you winnow down the candidates for the best season win total bet from our perspective. Bill James Pythagorean theorem expected win totals, expected win percentage, I should say, lets you know how many runs were scored, how many runs were prevented by each team. It doesn't tell you how they got to those numbers. And that's where we go to something called sequencing. Sequencing, base runs is another way of, uh, of some websites talking about it. They're all basically talking about sequencing. And again, the example we use every year, and forgive me if you've heard this in the past, but for new audiences, we want to get through this. Let's say there's an inning, Kelly, where there's seven events. And a team goes, walk, 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 home run, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. strikeout. Well, Can that I- team will score four runs, right? The grand slam. Mm-hmm. And then it will go to the other team. Same events, but instead, right, it's home run, walk, 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 strikeout, 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 same seven events, that team will only have scored one run. Offensively, defensively, every half inning for an entire season, some teams get super fortunate with that, some teams very unfortunate with how sequencing goes. And we can't control sequencing, generally speaking. So that's part of this Calculus as well. So, what we're looking for is, and this is what was the case with the Rangers last year, is what of Bill James' Pythagorean theorem is buttressed by also sequencing that sort of corroborates that. And so, from the overperformers, um, really what we have are teams that, and you have to juxtapose all of this by, okay, and then what is their season win total? What you have is let's take Baltimore. Baltimore was a 101-win team, according to base runs. Excuse me, according to Bill James, they should have won 95 games. According to sequencing, they should have won 89 games. Problem is that their season win total is 90 and a half, so it doesn't really make for a good bet, in my humble opinion. Others will have a different one. Um, Another sort of team where the base runs corroborated, the sequencing corroborated the overperforming or the underperforming. The The Miami Marlins, who we referred to, who overperformed by 10 games per expected win percentage. They also were not only an 84 team disguised as a 74 win team based on expected wins, they would have been a 77 win team when it came to sequencing. So, interesting. They could be a candidate. But to me, the biggest season win totals plays are actually on the underperforming side. Uh, Let me give you a couple of the candidates that fell short that aren't going to be my single favorite one. Minnesota, who underperformed by seven games, according to expected wins, runs produced, runs prevented. Um, 87 wins in the standings of last year. Should have been a 94-win team. By sequencing, should have been a 93-win team. Their season win total is at 86.5. That seems like an over, but that's not my favorite one. Kansas City's another candidate, still not my favorite one. They were a 56-win team last year, Kelly. By expected wins, should have been a 62-win team. By base runs, by sequencing, should have been a 66-win team. But their season win total is 73-and-a-half. So I don't want to mess with that. Here is my second, oh, excuse me. Here is my uh, third favorite, by the way, would be the Texas Rangers again. But I'm not playing it. Texas was a 90-win team. We already described this should have been a 98-win team, according to expected wins. Uh, the Pythagorean theorem, Bill James, should have been a 97-win team, according to sequencing. Their season win total is half. If you want to play the Rangers over again, have at it, I would not have any problem with that whatsoever. My second favorite, the Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs last year, 83 wins in the standings. Should have, been 91 win, uh, should have been a 91-win team by expected win percentage. Should have been a 91-win team according to sequencing. And their season win total is 84.5. And the Cubs, if you want to get into what you'll hear in mainstream media, now, that's to me, is the third part of all this. That could get buttressed by saying someone like Seah Suzuki, who had an amazing second half of the season last year, 938 OPS. Uh, Michael Bush, first base is going to be a big thing for the Cubs. They got some prospects in Ben Brown, Pete Crow Armstrong. So you can make the case for the Cubs as a very solid over team. If you want to bet the Cubs over, have at it. To me, that's the second best. The best. It's not quite as sexy as the Rangers, which seemingly came out of nowhere to most when I said it last year. It's the San Diego Padres over. San Diego Padres over, to me, is the best season win total play. It's an overplay on the Padres. Here's why. They only won 82 games last year. They should have been a 93-win team based on expected wins. They should have been a 91-win team based on sequencing. Their season win total this year is just 81 and a half. You are just asking the San Diego Padres to have a winning season. 82 and 80 will get it done. I think they'll be much better than that. I think they'll clear it. But that's all you're asking for a team that still has Fernando Tatis Jr who shored up their starting rotation with Michael King and Randy Vasquez, and really their biggest bugaboo is their bullpen. They made many a move there. You're not trying to win baseball games by becoming an all-star team. The reason that this season win total is muted is because they don't have Juan Soto anymore, and because Blake Snell will not be in a San Diego Padres uniform. And so, folks are like, what do you mean? You're losing the Cy Young Award winner. Blake Snell was not going to overperform that again this year anyway. So you don't have to worry about that having been lost. He was really smoke and mirrors last year. The Padres, 11 games better by expected wins last year. And that much, excuse me, nine games better by sequencing. You're only asking them to clear 81 and a half when they were really a 90 plus win team. Really last year, give me the Padres over as my favorite Major League Baseball pre-flop season win total. Have at it. We'll come back. We'll talk NBA. It's on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
6: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds
4: numbers game on VEASAN,
3: the Sports Betting Network.
4: Baseball is back, and what better way to hit off the Grapefruit Cactus Leagues than with VEASAN's free MLB Betting Primer. This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our VEASAN Experts World Series Futures Analysis. Our free MLB Betting Primer has basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting MLB, plus a breakdown on how to use sabermetrics for more data-driven bettors to make this your best season yet. Bet the MLB smarter this year. Download the free MLB Betting Primer now for free at VEASAN.com slash guide. That's V S I in dot com slash guide felt like we uh did a little baseball primer there moments ago yeah <clears throat> skill alexander it's kelly bidlin um before we continue with our normal betting fair here i wanted to send a shout out to someone who is uh, a friend and who has been a regular guest on this show not only this show but also on throughout the network but we've had him on since the inception um who has uh, been going through some stuff. And it was unbeknownst to any of us, uh, Chris Zanook, who you know better as Las Vegas Chris. Las Vegas Chris, who has won multiple contests, multiple NFL and college football handicapping contests here in the desert uh, for the better part, actually more than a decade now. um, Stations, the wind, palms, finished second and fifth at Circa a couple years back, um... Chris, for two or three years now, has been fighting cancer. Um, None of us knew anything about it. He chose, as is his right, to sort of keep it private, not only sort of, but tremendously private, just he and his wife uh, knowing about that. Uh, I want to get to the end of this before I continue with this because people are going to wonder, is he okay? He is okay. Um, Doctors tell him that there is a 25% chance of cancer that cancer coming back. So each day, um, knowing that the percentages are in his favor, but obviously twenty five percent is twenty five percent. Chris uh, is on the road to recovery. Some things are easier than others, and I want to. I bring this up um, not only because he's a friend of ours, but because Chris did something that I found to be really just brave and honest, and quite frankly helpful. Um, what he did was he posted a 90-minute clip to his Twitter. It is his pinned tweet. He's at Las Vegas Chris. That's Chris without an H. If you get a chance uh, later, not only today, this week, this month, whenever you have a chance, um, because we're all getting older, um, so many of us um, have been affected, if not personally, but, but but with family members by cancer, Chris goes through his journey, his ordeal. Um, and all of the arcs of that, all of the ups and downs of it. And he does it, first of all, in, in just riveting fashion. He doesn't do it for the sake of taking you through that roller coaster. He does it for the sake of helping those of us who might be in his situation at some point in the future, or those of us who might have a family member who we will have to care care for in his situation or a similar situation in the future, and what I mean by that is Chris goes through how he had to interact with doctors, how he interacted with the medical establishment, and he gives a, a bunch of really helpful pointers. Um, that hopefully, if you find yourself in that situation—God forbid—in the in the future—but some of us inevitably will—that um, you will be able to glean from and, and to really help with your care moving forward. So again, it's at Las Vegas, Chris, um, C R I S on his name um we wish him the best i hope that he's on this show and we trust that he'll be on this show for many more years to come we hope he'll be winning contests for many more years to come but i just wanted to give him a shout out because kelly he sent me uh, a dm while i was on vacation and in typical chris fashion because he is super non-assuming about this stuff he was just like hey when you get a chance you know check out this video and the, the title on his video was just you know uh, my toughest handicap. So yeah. I think he's sending me a football video. Yep. So I'm like, I took him at his word. I'm like, okay. When I get a chance, I'm on vacation, and then uh, Mike Alvarez, one of our longtime loyal listeners and all-around great guy, hilarious guy, tweeted something about it, and he tagged me. And then stupid me finally put two and two together. I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch this video. And I was just locked into it. And I just, again, I want to say, not only do we wish Chris all the best and and hope that that this goes swimmingly well. Uh, and he lives many, many long years and decades hence, but just the honesty, the transparency and his willingness to really take us through a, a play by play for lack of a better term of his journey and how there was so much relatable there in terms of, I felt, you know, interacting with the medical establishment, which I thought was particularly helpful. Also, though, I apologize to him not only for not watching his video immediately, for being thrown off, but also that, you know, those of us especially, I'm sure this is true in every walk of life, but in betting, we tend to interact based on our bets. Oh, who do you got in tennis Uh today? Oh, who do you got in golf this week? And Kelly will have golf picks and I'll have a tennis pick coming Um, we tend to interact that way. We
5: always make the joke on Mondays. It's like, how's your week? How was your weekend? It was like, oh, I lost this. this." They're like, how was your weekend as a person? That's
4: our currency, right? That's all we ever talk about. For instance, Kelly, when was the last time you sent me an I love you text? I don't remember (laughs) the last time. But what I said to Chris was, I was like, you know, I know, you know, we don't hang out every day, but I felt bad that I just never checked in on him. I never assumed anything was wrong with him. And it was by choice, and that again, every every right to be his choice um, to do it. And by the way, a special shout out as well to his wife, which he conveys in that video as well. That she uh, was has been so supportive in his recovery, and he was he was super hum. You know, he was he really let go in that video where he talked about how, you know, he he wanted his wife to keep it quiet. How unfair that was to his wife. You got to watch the video. It was it was just awesome. We wish Las Vegas, Chris, our buddy of the best.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Chris is, uh, li- like you said, I mean, I think for, obviously, anybody that's listened to watch your show, I've seen him many, many times, but everywhere around the network, it was always, uh, you know, at the South Point, we'd run into him every, you know, every three weeks at the South Point or yep. whatever, and have absolutely. a great little eight-minute chat or whatever, and, you know, and then move on, and it was just, uh, yeah, yeah, great guy, that's, that's awesome We did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
4: and by the way, just talking about it for five minutes here, we <laughs> to say that it doesn't do justice to what he's been oh, through yeah, the last I two or three years imagine, yeah. is the understatement of all understatements. But again, if you have them, if you have some time uh, and might relate to it um, more than others, please do check do check it out. There is no artful way to segue to uh, betting. And specifically, NBA fewest regular season wins market in betting. But that's what's up next here. And we do this because we were inspired last night by so many things in the NBA. Obviously, Max Struess nailing a jumper. Can we call it a jumper? Not really. A heave from 60-plus. That was wild. Uh, For the Cavs to beat the Mavs at the buzzer was probably the highlight of the night. But one of the other things that happened in the NBA. One of the best games I feel like I've watched all season. Cavs-Mavs? Yeah, it was a Cavs-Mavs game last night. That was great. I'm sure they're... Listen, they're doing segments on first take about Cavs, Mavs, who's the bigger surprise. they knock out a couple segments on that. But the other thing was, uh, your, your guy Tyrese Maxey scored 32, uh, but the Sixers still lost to the Celtics. You still have a bet on Tyrese. But if the Sixers keep losing games, my God, I don't know about your bet, man, for most improved.
5: But the Pistons won. See, like, that's what's funny, though. We talk about players and teams for these awards. Yeah. I think I actually think it's more it's it's more impressive to me, right? If Maxi keeps score, if he scores thirty plus without a Joella beat on the court,
4: listen. If you if you people will not let Wim Banyama win <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year because this somehow Go Bears winning a team award, I thought it was an individual award, Defensive Player of the Year. But apparently, you're all telling me that's a team award. Your Maxi bets a team award too. I,
5: I was I was enjoying uh, watching Mark Spears and Tim McMahon get into it yesterday on ESPN over this exact really. Season. Oh, yeah, it is oh, exactly. Which, which side
4: was Spears
5: on? Uh, Spears was on your side, and, uh, and Tim McMahon was on. He was no. like, you cannot possibly have Webb and but win this when the defense is overall that bad. And, of course, Mark Spears is like, who who's putting up stat lines like this ever?
4: Spears is right, but because he's on my because I'm on his side, I'm going to be wrong <laughs> in terms of the bet.
5: Um, and me and him got a burrito together uh, at Summer League. Spears? A.K.A. we stood in the same line. Oh, me and Spears (laughs) Spears used
4: to hang out. We went to Chappelle together. Really? That's great. (laughs) Um, Pistons win their ninth game. They beat the Bulls last night and did it by 10. Yeah. All right. So bottom of the NBA standings. We got out. This is a horse race for this thing. I
5: love this. I love this because I brought this up yesterday. I brought up the Wizards yesterday. Both the Wiz and the
4: Pistons. Well, I brought it up with Avdia because, of course, greatest moment in 2024 betting. And just sports, Wizards and Pistons have each won nine games. They're both nine and forty-nine. The aforementioned Pist- uh, Spurs, not Pistons, Spurs eleven and forty-eight. So they got two more wins. Apologies to the Portland Trailblazers, who have fifteen, and the Charlotte Hornets have fifteen. Who really are you know on the outside looking in, if yeah. you will, bizarre world. Pistons are plus one twenty. Wizards are plus one twenty. They both have nine wins. The Spurs are plus four twenty-five. Is there a bet here?
5: I still think it's the Wizards. This Pist- this Pistons team is just they're they're the the wizards feel so fully in the tank right now it has been it's 12 in a <laughs> ro- it's 12 in a row they're up to um you could sit there and look at the 12 to, uh, you know 12 different games that they've lost and tell me they've lost to good teams yeah but man you watch this team out on the court you know even last night when they had they had things tight with golden state for a while and then it was just like oh then the game just got completely out of hand um yeah, it is. I, they, they got a slightly tougher schedule remaining. I think they are the worst team. You see this Pistons team with a healthy Kate Cunningham back. I think they'll still pick up like a, you know, a couple more wins. The Wiz? Yeah, the, the Pistons, I think they pick up a couple more wins. So, fewest wins, I like the Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. Wizards is your bet. Spurs, much harder
4: schedule, which is not good in this category. And as Kelly said, uh, just a small gap between the Pistons and Wizards. We'll come back. Will Hill joins us. It's a numbers game at VC the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VSEN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSEN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use promo code ANG. Get VSEN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. Plus, our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and rounds of the tournament.
5: Remember to use promo code A-N-G, though. That's promo code A-N-G, as in A numbers game.
4: Get your first year of Visa Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at Visa.com slash subscribe. Kelly and I play a game of chicken right there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, is he going to talk? Is he not going to talk? Is he going to step on me? Uh, we get tweets at the of the book. I always appreciate the uh, the feedback on everything. This is from Trip Tepper. Uh, he says, "Is uh, Kelly Bidlin is the Isaiah Pacheco of typing? He types angry. It's very true. Isaiah Pacheco running angry. A uh, nemesis enforcer, hey bro. We'll be in town for New Edition residency. Gonna try to stop by Friday before the show and holla at you and Kelly. Please do. We're at the lovely D Bar Canada here on the second floor. Um, here's my thing with the New Edition residency. And I'm, I'm probably not, probably not the uh, the consensus on this." I don't want to see fat Bobby Brown going up and down on stage. <laughs> he gets, he gets where, really winded. Where, where, are they, uh, where are they playing at? Oh, I can't remember. It's oh, okay. or some, uh, somewhere on the strip. But I, I just see it. I, I, I went to see Johnny Gill in D.C. a few years back. And even that, I was like, oh, boy. Bobby Brown, man. All right, but, you know, I'd love to see you, though. Nemesis. <laughs> I've begun to gather my things is a uh, handle on Twitter. Oh, he's talking about the uh, season win totals. He goes, sorry if I missed it. Uh, San Diego Padres over. He's asking for my other favorites. So I sort of went through my second and third favorite there uh, on the show. So if it's Padres first, Cubs second for me in terms of my two overs. He's asking about unders specifically. I don't like any of the unders as much as I like those two. Uh, teasers and parlays. Loving the baseball talk this morning. And Gil saying tertiary in the first segment. catches at all numbers. Yes, it does. And Steven Vegas. The Padres seem like an obvious over when you also look back at their 6-20 record in one-run games last year. Yes, thank you very much. Um, I think they were also 0-9 or worse in extra innings. Do you remember that, how they could not win an extra inning game last year? And Steven Vegas puts it in perspective. He says, if you reverse their record in one-score games last year, one-run games, he's talking about last year, uh, they would have won 96 games. So, yeah, that's wild. To me, I know it's not I know it's not as out of left field as the Rangers was last year, but 81 and a half on the Padres, I ain't asking them to, to win 100.
5: I'm asking them to win 82. That's the best
4: bet on the board to me
5: I like on the Padres. Lose a couple pieces, but yeah, you're, you're adjusting, over-adjusted downward, huh? It, you're not. You don't win World Series with an all-star team. You don't. And
4: we're all, listen, we, in the NBA, Oh, Dame's on the Bucks. They're going to win it all. Oh, uh, Harden, Kyrie, and KD are playing for the Nets. Oh, they're going to win it all. How could they lose? Look at the Suns. They got Bill, KD, and Devin Booker. How can they not win it all? And we do it all the time. This is the better way for the Padres to get it done. With the uh, improvements that we talked about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is the star of so many things, including the Beating the Book Football Megapod and its March Madness preview as well. He's got his own podcast. It's called Shoulda Bet More. And he's one of the key cogs in Chris Felika's Bear Bets Pod over at Fox Sports. It's Will Hill, everybody. Add not the Will Hill on Twitter. How you doing, Will?
7: Gilly, what's going on? I'm happy to have you back. There was a there was not a dry eye in the house when you retold that Denny Avdia Valentine's Day <laughs> performance story. I, I felt like I was there. Listen, I, I don't know. I don't understand why people
4: didn't catch the best line from yesterday, which was a Gentile. It's like a Gentile scoring 93. <laughs> um, thank you for pointing that out. Well, first of all, why don't we get to see your uh, beautiful face here today, man?
7: What's happening? Um, Bad connection? I'm wondering the same thing. I, okay. I, I don't know. It's a little bit of a Skype issue where um, okay. I, I'm not sure. I don't know who's in the tunnel. Well, we were just talking baseball.
4: And I know you and I are both waiting to hear what Jason has to say because he's uh, Mr. Baseball around these parts. Have you made any season-long baseball bets, sir?
7: I've made a few. Uh, I did play the Rockies under. I think I got it 16 and a half. I don't know if that number is still there. It might have ticked down to 59 and a half at most books uh, for Rockies under wins. I just think... You start with the division they play in the Dodgers. We know are going to be a machine during the regular season. Uh, They're going to they're projected to win their 104, 105 games. I would actually play the over there. Uh, And You mentioned the Padres who are due for some positive regression one in 12 in extra inning games, all the reasons you, you just went through. The Diamondbacks went to the World Series. The Giants are still a decent team, despite Thank uh, their fans all being bad people. Um, so look, <laughs> if you go through, like if, if you just go through that pitching staff, it's an awful staff. I mean, Cal, Quantrill, you name it. They don't, they have a bunch of fourth and fifth starters, and that's just a bad Ballpark to have a bad pitching staff, a bad division to have a bad pitching staff. So to me, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost like 110 games. They are going to be an awful team. So I did play the Rockies under. I played the Angels under wins too, just because, look, you lose Otani. Trout can't stay on the field. Trout, it's I think 2016 was the last time he had 500 at-bats. He has quietly had what what looked like it was going to be like a top five career of all time. He could be a top five player. Like he's still going to make the Hall of Fame because he what he did the first half of his career, but he has not played... Uh, to that standard in a long time he always misses a month or so and as these guys that get hurt as they get older they're not going to get healthier you wouldn't think and even last year I mean his numbers weren't uh, eye popping so uh, to me again look at the division the Rangers won the World Series the Astros are as good an organization as there is in the sport the Mariners are like an 88 90 ish win team they almost made the playoffs last year they missed it by a game okay they'll beat up on the A's but uh, I just think they won like 73 last year Otani was Superman both sides of the ball and they only won 73 so Uh, To me, this, this team just has no direction. I played under on them and another under, uh, I I played this when Senga was announced hurt. And this is interesting because some of these books are just slow to the punch. Like they're, they're posting so much stuff, basketball player, props, college basketball lines, hockey, uh, they're not always paying attention. where like Senga not being ready for the start of the season should move the number because he's their only good pitcher. The whole thing with the Mets was, Hey, we have Senga and we'll just piece the rest of the rotation together. Maybe a couple guys step up. If you don't have Senga and you might not have him for an extended period of time. And he has a history in Japan of getting hurt. Uh, there's just, there's no pitching there. It's uh, Jose Quintana. It's uh, Luis Severino. Maybe they get something out of him. It's Joey Lucchesi and look at their division. You get 28 games against the Braves and the Phillies. Both those teams absolutely mashed the Marlins. I I know there's some regression coming, but they at least made the playoffs last year. Uh, Even the nationals are up and coming with all the stuff they got for Soto and for Scherzer. They've gotten high draft picks, So they are a couple years away, but still they've got some younger players. I thought they played well uh, at times last year. They actually, it went way over their total. They were one of the more profitable teams in baseball last year. Year They were uh, better than people think, and they gave the Mets a hard time. So to me, the Mets getting to like 83, 84 wins and being five or six games over 500. With that pitching, I, I just think it's a stretch, even though I do like that every day. lineup with Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor, Alvarez is going to be a big time player. I just I don't think there's enough pitching. So under Rockies, under Mets, under Angels, nobody is going to win any games this year in baseball. <laughs>
4: no, but I like an under fest <laughs> because, again, the, the, the season win total market is shaded a bit to the over. Uh, if you added up, the you know, the possible wins of all the teams. Right. So, you know, having a, having the instinct to go unders on teams is never a bad one, and especially with the Rockies, dude. Like I just as you were going through the Rockies thing, I don't know that there's a franchise in North American sports. Forget baseball that can't figure it out like the Colorado Rockies. And I'm not even sure it's their fault, Will. I just feel like the nature of that ballpark you almost have to roster two separate teams yep. to optimize a home team and an away team. And it's just it's almost
7: impossible for that franchise. Um, And all, and all the former players say, hey, you, you, the, the curveball breaks a certain yes. way at home. It doesn't break. Yes. and then You just have to adjust. And it's just it's very hard. It's very difficult. Yeah, I've,
4: I've talked to players on that team who have just you can tell it's like it's just more abundant. Uh, okay. We'll get to college basketball uh, here after the break. I do have
7: another fun one for baseball. Yeah, if you please. Want fun, please. A fun before long we do. Uh-huh. DraftKings has these. The race to 10 wins. So first team to win 10 wins. I, I haven't checked the language. Like if you both win 10 wins, get on the 10th win the same day. Or is it like your football bet? Like my football uh, bet. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Your Carolina one where it's like, it's literally down to the minute, down to the second. But the Baltimore Orioles are 20 to one to win the race to 10 wins. Be the first team to win 10 games. Look at their start of the schedule. There are a couple off days sprinkled in, which hurts you. But other than that, I mean, they're home against the Angels, the Red Sox. They play the Pirates and they play the Brewers their first 12 or 13 games. They could have like a Tampa Bay Rays-esque start to the season where you look up and they're like ten and 1, 12 and two. So they have a soft schedule early again. There's a day off I think in between a couple of their series. That's adjusting the number and they're you know Bradish is hurt, but still uh, Baltimore twenty to one. That's a fun one and I don't know maybe you wait a little longer till the season starts if you don't want to tie up your money. But that's one where if you wait to the start of the season, it's only that's it, 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 a it's a uh, an instant gratification bet because you're only like waiting that. a week or two to cash. And I think that one's live.
4: I like that available at DraftKings. All right, uh, we'll do college basketball. Well, after the break, I promise, but last 30 seconds. Give me Will Hill's 30 seconds on the New York Yankees. Go
7: probably just a pitcher short. They got two of the five best offensive players in baseball and Judge and Soto. They needed to bring in Soto to appease the fans because what they've done the last few offseasons has been terrible. But you got Cole and he, again, they're similar to the Mets. Better situation, but you need some of these guys to step up like Stroman, Schmidt. But they're going to be a good team. They'll be in the mix. I was hoping for
4: more anger, to be honest with you. No, but okay. they'll be okay. Okay. All right.
7: Nothing better than Will
4: Hill's daily text last year of the bottom half of the Yankees lineup. <laughs> just how angry he was. <laughs> College Hoops with Will. We'll go through the roll call of teams. Who does he think can win it all and who does he completely cross out? That's next. Numbers game. in The Sports
5: Betting Network.
2: numbers game VSN, the sports betting network.
4: Put the VSN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only one hundred ninety nine dollars instead of the typical price of two hundred forty dollars. Just use promo code ANG. Get VSN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with a, uh, that's our daily best bets rather with a leaderboard to see which VSN expert has the hot hand. Bettings will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis. 20%. 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament.
5: Remember, though, to use promo code ANG, ANG as in A-Numbers game, the fine program you're listening to right now.
4: Get your first year of Visa Pro access for only $199 when you use that promo code A-N-G. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. He's smiling at.
5: Nah, yeah, you're no fun anymore. I don't, even, I don't. even get the chicken look. You're just like I'm. Just gonna sit here and wait till well, whatever Kelly doing, finally shuts
4: up. Because we're doing the show off an easel.
5: <laughs> oh yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, <Not. laughs> we, we get tweets at beating the book at beating the book. Jordan Pagel, can you ask Jason if he's doing any baseball podcast this season? Have learned so much from him listening the last few years. Well, if only we didn't have. If only we. Got, how convenient. <laughs> uh, how convenient. Anyway, let me get back there. let
3: me get back to Earth here.
4: Jason Weingarten joins us now from under a cloud of smoke. You follow him at Spreadopedia. He might be the man to answer this question. How you doing, Jason?
3: Pretty good. I thought I would uh, shake things up a bit. Yesterday, I was not yelling at the post office. I got in a fight with uh, Bank of America, America's second-largest banking corporation. So, if there's any listeners out there who work for Bank of America. Maybe I can add Bank of America to the list of uh USPS and everybody who's mad at Jason recently. Oh, okay. Um although it did work out. It wasn't wasn't really that big a deal, but I just thought I should shake shake things up and be mad at somebody else besides the post office for a while. Right. How are you, Gil? I've been Welcome there, done that Bank-ish. with you,
5: Jason. With, with Bank of America, I've been there, done that with you. I'm all I'm right. on your side there. Okay, so we have, we have some cleaning up to do.
4: Thank you, Jason. I'm I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Um, all right, let's ask let's answer Jordan Pagels' uh, question first. Are you doing any baseball podcast this year? We'll get to the bank issue momentarily.
3: I'm I'm doing one with Will tomorrow actually because he asked me to do it. Like I uh, like. Well.
4: I believe he said he's doing one with Will tomorrow before we had the technical difficulties. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. what I caught too. Okay, so he's doing one with Will tomorrow. So Will's podcast should have been more, um, because Will's strategy is to usurp all our guests first. That's Will's strategy. So he's so so he'll do a podcast with Jason tomorrow on Should Have Bet More podcast about baseball pre flop stuff. Yeah. Okay. If we can get Jason back, we're going to usurp Will usurping us by getting some of that information out of Jason first. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Oh, Jason's back. Jason, are you
5: back? No, he's I think we're still setting him up. Okay, still setting him <laughs> up.
4: So we have we have to get baseball from him, and we have to get Bank of America stuff from him.
5: <laughs> yeah. It, so much so cleaning up. I've got a story of mine that goes back forever with uh, Bank of America. It, it was a fraud incident. Uh, I don't really know how much you should talk about bring, banking fraud issues. Yeah, but probably uh, should. It, it, it somehow involves the FBI at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah Did you get yeah. a call from the FBI? No, hey, no, no. I had to go now, meet with the FBI. Uh, you, you had met with the was a fraud yeah. issue.
3: OK, Jason, Jason, wait a minute. Hold on. You guys are mine. Guys are, mine was a fraud. thing. It was it was very annoying. It was in the middle of shipping a painting and it screwed everything up. It was very frustrating. Of
4: day. course, it was in the middle of <laughs> shipping a painting at the post office. Of course it was. Uh, OK, well, good. You guys got all your stuff working. Out? You actually
5: met with the FBI. Ken? I had to go down to Bank of America, like headquartered offices in in West Palm Beach. Uh, this is this is forever. This is a dozen years ago, and there was they wouldn't they wouldn't tell me why I was being like why I had to come in here. But all my Isn't stuff like, was like, super unnerving. Oh, you know, it was incredibly unnerving. And then I walked in there, walked in there, and met with some person, and then like I had to, I don't, I don't remember. It was I was in their office forever? I was in there for like two, three hours or something. And some some FBI fraud guy like came in and like had to like verify my information, and that was it. It was just verify who I was, and that was it. And they're like, OK, we can unlock your stuff because someone had gotten into your like my accounts and changed everything. What? Yeah.
4: hey, Jason, can you stay for two segments? Because we got too deep into this. Yeah. yeah are you Are good? OK. What, yeah, what of course? What was your you worked it out, though? You're OK with your bank now?
3: Yeah, it was it was a fraud thing, but I was in the middle of trying to ship stuff. And then everything stopped working. And they, they, my ATM card, the, the machine wouldn't give it back. And very frustrated. You know, I'm just, I'm, you know I get angry quick sometimes. <laughs>
5: No, I didn't know that about you.
4: Um, uh, yeah. let, me, let me just tell my FBI story real quick since you triggered it. In my
5: and I don't, real quick, like, I, yeah. like Jason, I don't know about you. I didn't, like, necessarily, at the end of the day, bl- I'm not trying to blame it on Bank of America. Like, uh, maybe they saved me. I don't uh, really know, not, but it, w- the it yeah. was a pain-in-the-ass process. They're though. doing yeah. their
4: job, yeah. My FBI, so we, I we're, <laughs> this is, I don't know if I've told this story on air before or not. Uh, in the In the 90s, a kid who graduated high school with me, tried to kill his dad. It's a true story. Holy hell, I've okay. never heard this story. Literally to the point, right, where his and this is how the laws are done. Obviously his big error was trying to kill his dad um, for insurance money. But what he did was he crossed the he crossed the state line from Maryland to DC. So it became like a federal issue. Mm. Anyway, he ends up like one day I'm watching America's Most Wanted and John Walsh is on there, <laughs> this scum of the earth is going and I'm like, I
5: went to high school with that guy. <laughs>
4: So the FBI ends up like contacting a bunch of his high school classmates. I did not get contact because I wasn't super close to him. But the guys who were all like the FBI showed up at their place of work.
5: How is that okay?
4: Oh, they were like they were like, what's happening? And, you know, they went man to man. And then, by the way, it gets like sealed in a grand jury for 10 years, 10 years to the day one of the guys that I know in my school who was who was who who met with the FBI calls me. He's like, Gilly, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. The first moment that 10 years elapsed to call you, because then it was unsealed. He goes, first of all, they asked me, where do I think he is? I told him exactly where he was. They didn't follow up. Secondly, they all asked all of us, Uh, Do you think he could have been capable of doing this? And all those other guys said no. You know what I said? Yes. I said, what? You said yes? He goes, I said, why did you say yes? He goes, because listen to this rationale. This is what he told the FBI. He goes, because one night, all of us went out to dinner and there was nine of us and they only had eight fillets left and we all wanted fillets. No, it was nine of us and they only had nine fillets left. Um, No, eight fillets left. And one of us went to the bathroom, one of the, the person, and- And he made the decision that that person, because he was in the bathroom, couldn't get the filet. And I said, "Dude, you told the FBI that he was capable of killing his dad." Because then he goes, "Yes, it's perfect logic."
3: I love the story, ladies and gentlemen. One of the best stories in numbers game.
4: By the way, they caught him because he was on America's Most Wanted, and instead of like he was like in Montana, and instead of fleeing into Canada, he was like "Ah, America's Most Wanted. He turned himself in. There's other. There's the betting tie into this story, is that he and another one of, the, of our classmates had a bet that when they went to college, freshman year, they all gained like fifty pounds. Yeah, they had a two hundred dollar bet between them, who would be the first person to lose those fifty pounds? So he goes on the lamb after trying to kill his dad. He loses fifty pounds from the stress. Wait, the same guy? The same guy. When it so when they catch him. He's in an orange jumpsuit with handcuffs on, and the guy who had the bet with him goes to visit him. And the first words out of the perpetrator guy's mouth was, I guess you owe me those $200. (laughs) That's the end of that story. Didn't think we'd talk FBI today, but there you go. It's the betting tie-in. Jason Weingart. Jason, give me your favorite baseball bet that you have.
3: So baseball is a weird thing especially with betting because one year you could totally hate a player and next year you love a player and you have to be able to sort of, you know, be agnostic about a player, you know, when you, when you don't, you know, you you gotta you gotta be able to kind of roll with the punches is what I'm saying. In many years, I've disliked Pete Alonso greatly, not personally, just he's always ruining my bets, home run markets, rookie of the year, whatever. This year, I love Pete Alonso. I think he's gonna lead the league in home runs, and I hope I hope he breaks every home run record. I hope he breaks Barry Bonds' record. I hope he is the king of home runs at the end of the season. Um, if not, I hope he hits like 60 or 55, whatever. <laughs> I hope he leads the league in home runs. That's my favorite bet. Um, beyond him just being what I think is a value bet for being one of the better power hitters, um, one of the guys, maybe we don't just kind of talk about as much as, you know, Otani or Acuna or whoever. Um, he's just a pure power hitter. He uh, he also mentioned he's going to donate $1,000 every time he hits a home run to uh, dog rescue charities. So I personally hope he hits like 85 home runs. That would be awesome. Um, but but I, I actually think he's going to leave the league in home runs um, regardless of his uh, charitable endeavors. So that's my favorite bet of the season so far to uh, start things off. What number did you have him at? I got eight to one, nine to one and 10 to one on him. So, uh, between eight, eight and 10, we'll call it nine, but, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit cost average there.
4: Okay. Wow. Pete Alonzo, the polar bears, they call him. uh, polar bear. And you saw, you saw Tony hit a home
3: run yesterday. Did you, did you see that? Yeah. They get the uniforms fixed by the way. That's the main thing I wanted. No, No. that's a whole, it's a whole joke, but, uh, It's so weird. I even heard the Dodgers announcers complaining about it yesterday. The Dodgers have already played like six or seven spring games. It's February 28th. Like, (laughs) it's like having Christmas decorations up in July. I I don't like it. It
4: really is a lot of games before the end of February. All right, Pete Alonso, most home runs. We'll get some more baseball thoughts on the other side from Jason Weigart, Under a Cloud of Smoke. Any other FBI stories we got, we're going to tell it here. Coming back, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one 800 gambler four seven, or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
0: Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com, and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers, that means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit MortonBuildings.com to get started today.